Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today we've been blessed with a brand new guest. It's his first podcast, but he's not stressed, so let's jump right in and put him to the test, ladies and gents, Mitch Hearn. <laughs> Excellent rhyme scoop. Thank you. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Good. It's, um, I wouldn't say it's early on a Wednesday. It's about <laughs> noon, but, um feels early because we were drinking last night and yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was hungover, but I, when I woke up at about five o'clock to take a piss, I definitely still had a bit of the spins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was feeling it a bit this morning. It's tough to pound the Gatorade. That's why we're starting a bit late right now. Yeah, that's all right though. Um, so Mitch, um, I've known Mitch since first year of university. We kind of, we lived in the same residence. We had a few classes together all sort of hung out with, like, the same people. You know, the listeners will know Nate and they'll know Dave. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, um, Nathan and, and Mitch were roommates back in first year. Um, and you've known, like, most of, like, you've known him for a while. Oh, yeah, I've known Nate since, like, grade one. Mm-hmm. Like, been friends basically forever. Yeah, <laughs> and you guys were going to be roommates again in second year, but yeah. unfortunately... Nate had a little tummy ache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had to had to switch schools after that one. But. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But um, yeah. those were I always He's remember. He's killing it now, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but I so fondly remember that first year because, I mean, ever since then it seems like the years sort of fly by and mix together. You know, mm, definitely. I, th- I thought about it the other day and I was like, I've been here almost five years. But like that first year when we were just hanging out in res all the time. You know, like, everyone was always just around not doing anything, so, you know, I would be in, like, in yours and Nathan's room, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. Banging out chill. (laughs) Even when you guys weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) I remember keying into my room one time after class, and you and Dave Camo were just playing a seven-game series (laughs) with NHL 14. Yeah. And I wasn't even surprised, honestly. Yeah. like, my door was closed. Yeah, no. That was the thing, is we would, like, um, Dave Camo would change, like, my name and his phone to Mitch Hearn, and then I would text him, hey, can, um, you can get into my room, and then we would knock on an RA's door, and they would let us in. Oh my god, dude. (laughs) That's the scheme of the century. It actually was. Um, or we would do it with, like, Nate's name or something, just to, like, switch it up, but... I don't. Even, I I'm pretty sure I had a PlayStation in my room too, and my own copy of Chell Fourteen. So I don't know what we were. I don't know why we needed spot, to do right? there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the spot that we chilled all year, and we weren't there. We were. We I were think in we the always Civ. had the four controllers in there anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's when we also played Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Yeah. Which is now an archaic game. <laughs> me and me and Joe Bish fired it up. The other day and it like it looked so like it looked like a retro game i was like i can't believe this was like the state of the art smash game at like <laughs> one point in time i haven't opened it up in a while but you were saying that last night yeah and it kind of surprised me i feel like the like graphics and stuff were like no yeah, like, i think you'd bad, be surprised oh i i bet i would be yeah but i fired up like 2k14 the other day and i was like oh my god yeah it's fucking like count the pixels exactly <laughs> I always feel like a lot of the Chell games stood up pretty well, though. Like, I don't know about 2K, because I only started playing 
Mm. Like, my first game was 19. So, yeah. but, like, Chell 14, we, like, I mean, we played that. It's kind of funny because, like, when you think of NHL 14, you think it's, like, a really old game. But, like, when we started playing it, it was, like, 2016. So it was, mm. like, at the time, it would be, like, we were playing 19 now. Older. Like... But yeah, looking back, it's like, how the fuck did we play this game? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, honestly, like I feel like the the graphics in the NHL fourteen hold up pretty good just because of the feel of the game. Like it kind of feels like an arcade game. Yeah. When you're, when you're playing it, versus like where twenty twenty they try to get like so realistic with it. Yeah, little like hesitations and stuff like that. Yeah, you like basically get a penalty any poke check and like. Yeah. They dim the hits down a lot. Oh my god, the hits. <laughs> Can't run so, through the glass. <laughs> so many clips of, yeah, of, like someone like running into the goalie and then flipping over like the net. <laughs> it's the classic. Did man. you did you open up the Snapchat that I sent you this morning? No, I didn't. Do it right now. <laughs> it was a memory from four years ago and it was of us playing chill. Are you on the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, actually I'm on data, but oh. it's what it is. Oh my god, dude, the face-off goal. I know, just wins, wins the face-off, but it just goes right into the net and then transitions to the rat face. Dude, that was an own goal. I know. That's so shit. Clean face-off win off the backhand, slides through the five-hole. Oh, yeah. that's nightmare fuel, dude. That's the good, that's the fun thing about Chell is that it's just way more chaotic than any other sports game. Mm. Like when two people, because the players are moving so fast and like everything is happening so quickly that like when two players run together and the game doesn't know what to do, they'll just throw <laughs> them across the rink. Yeah, dude. You can get some like greasy cheese goals. Yeah. Never forget the wraparounds. Oh my God. There, oh. Was, there was one game that we played when we turned it like two, there's a mode called arcade mode. Everyone who mm. everyone who hasn't played Chell has just turned off the podcast right now. <laughs> but, like, the hits were amplified. The shots were, like, way stronger. So, like, you could just walk in through the blue line, take a slap shot, and it would go in. And, like, Dave and I played, and it was, like, 40 to, like, 52 or something was, like, the score. Something ridiculous. <laughs> and the hits were, like, 117 each side. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that was one of those games where we accidentally set it to real time. And then once you, like, realize, like, halfway through the first period, you're like, we can't quit now. And then you just get locked into, like, a two-hour shell game. (laughs) You guys played a couple of those games on purpose, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I also find that that game is a lot less intense than 2K. Mm. Just because, I don't know, I don't really care if I lose by, like, four goals in shell. As long as I got, like, one cool, like, goal or something. Mm. But when you're just getting shut down on every possession and just getting... Like, if they're just throwing a pick-and-roll lob, like, every time and you're just getting dunked on or something... The David Diem effect. <laughs> David Diem... such a cheddar dick, dude. <laughs> all he does is cross-crease <laughs> and all he does is pick-and-roll. Yeah. So cheese, man. Uh, does not care, no shame at all. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, when you're just like not scoring or like not drawing the foul or something, 2K can be really frustrating. Mm, definitely, dude. But, Especially when you're like, yeah. you finally get the open shots and they just like brick. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah. 
But that was kind of what we did basically our entire first year of university, was just play <laughs> chill. Um, but there was a bunch of games I know that you guys played that I didn't. Like a lot of shooters, I was I didn't start playing till like university because I have two younger sisters. My parents didn't want me like playing Black Ops while like <laughs> my sister who's in grade one is like learning to spell. <laughs> it just doesn't really fit like the vibe they were going for. But I knew trying to influence exactly. Some, like, school shooting. <laughs> but I knew that you were a big Halo guy. Oh yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you would consider Halo in the fantasy genre, or if that's more definitely. sci-fi. Yeah, or if, I feel like I feel like it's kind of a, a mix of the two, honestly. Now that you say that, but um, dude, like if if nobody if anybody hasn't run through the campaign. You should definitely do it. Dude, you should definitely do it. It's it's really good, man. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of books as well, but... Um, I think Dave actually read one. I didn't. But, uh, man, like, the, <clears throat> the campaign really just, like, pulls you in. And, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, obviously, like, religious symbolism and whatnot. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what made me think that it was maybe fantasy, because I feel like there's a lot of, like, lore and stuff. Yeah, there is. Exactly. Like, there's... A, there's just, like, a huge world built, and, uh, if you, like, really want to, like, nerd out and, like, look at the lore, it's, like, a lot deeper than it's shown in the game, but... Yeah, kind of like a Star Wars thing. Yeah, pretty much, like, there's, like, a whole lot, a whole lot to the universe and a whole lot to every character, but that doesn't really get expressed fully in the game, but... Mm -hmm. Unless you, like, there's, like, these little oracle things that you can go around and find uh, through the campaign. And if you read all of them, they tell a story, like, that goes, like, further back than what you could see. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like one of those games where you can pick up, like, a novel on the ground and just read through yeah. it. <laughs> like, Skyrim style. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, if you get into, like, the sweaty stuff, you can get a lot more out of the story. Yeah, that also just, like, extends your playtime and stuff if you're not just spamming A through everything and actually, like... Like, obviously, they put this in the game for a reason, not for yeah. you to just, like, spam through. Literally, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, Skyrim's a good example of that. Um, I feel like Legend of Zelda, like, I started playing Breath of the Wild a couple mm. weeks ago. That's a oh, huge one. Dude. Have you played it? Yeah, fire game, man. It actually is. Dude, I, the world is just so beautiful. Like I know. I just, like, walking around. Like, if I see, like, a tall mountain, I'm like... I'm going to spend the next, like, 25 minutes trying to get to the top of it, and then I'm going to glide down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like climbing simulator. Literally, man. In that game, there's, like, a bunch of, like, memories that you have to unlock. I don't know how far you're in. I haven't gotten any of the memories, but I've beaten the four divine beasts. Oh. Yeah, got just got the master sword. Mm. Um, But I'm not ready to face Ganon. I definitely have to get some more shrines and stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to get wrecked. Mm. I got like, I, I haven't played him yet because I just, I didn't want the game to end, man. Yeah. Like I, I went around and I found all of the, like all the memories, all the video clips. Yeah. Because like I wanted to see like the full story to understand fully. Yeah, like, if you don't look at the memories or like don't watch the cutscenes, you don't get anything out of it. Like, yeah. I remember there was, there was like one cutscene, I think, oh, was it like the first Divine Bees or something? Or maybe it was, I can't remember. But, like, after you beat one of, like, the Divine Beasts and, like, the ghost of, like, whoever is looking out across, like, Hyrule, mm. and they're just, like, and they just, like, sigh that they're, and, like, you can tell that they just, like, I don't know, they're stuck there, and, like, 
it's like a blessing and a curse of like mm-hmm. loneliness. Yeah. And it kind of just like really like hit me like really hard. I was like, damn. Like, yeah, dude. Like the the one that got me really hard was the water one with uh. Yeah. Mufa. I think it might. That was actually probably the one. And she, one of the word, one of the things she says while she's like looking at, and she's just like, I wish that like. My dad can know that I'm doing fine. That's what it was. That's what it was. I was trying to think of who, but yeah. Like, man, I was just like, bro, like, you're trying to make me cry right now. Yeah, and then the (laughs) the fire one, too, when, um, when, like, the son, like, sees the ghost of his dad and just, Mm. like, starts going crazy, like, wait, I was just like, man, you just, like, and the, and the dad... I don't, like the son's kind of like a nerdy dude, so yeah. like he's like a huge wimp. Yeah, and the dad is like this just huge like Chad, him, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, but like he just like gives like a smile of approval and like waves down at his son, and just like the last time he's probably gonna see him. But like, yeah. for a game that really doesn't have a lot of dialogue, you can like I know there's a lot of memes about Link just like being like straight face while like this cutscene is going on. He's just like, huh. but like you definitely still pick up on a lot of like what's going on yeah no for sure like and when you when you do like go through run through all the all the cutscenes and like all the divine beast scenes and everything like that like the story is like incredibly like sad and like it has so much weight and like you really realize that this guy is just kind of woke up that's at the, the very thing. beginning you, of the game into this world. That's the thing <laughs> is that you kind of have to separate like what you know about, like I feel like you could really like try to immerse yourself in it if you go in like ignoring anything you know about like Zelda or Link or anything because like it would be like imagine if you just woke up and everyone is like a hundred years ago like you fought like this beast <laughs> and stuff like that and like you keep getting like flashbacks. Yeah. It would be pretty like overwhelming yeah dude it's crazy and like you see like even the lands like even like all the land across like Hyrule you're literally fighting like on top of like buried like soldier grounds yeah and like wrecked towns yeah with like the big you know the the robot things yeah are just like crushed underground from years and years and years yeah just like erosion and overgrowth and stuff yeah like it's just kind of crazy to like Cause this man's like is actually woke up and now he just has to fight for like the fate of the entire yeah. like <laughs> world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like that kind of post apocalyptic thing instead of like it being steampunk, like fallout or something. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, um, like instead of like toxic and stuff taking over, like nature takes over and sort of just like overgrows and like absorbs everything. And I don't know. It's just like, it felt like something that just, like, wanted you, you to explore it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you really, like, you, with all the shrines and stuff, like, you get the most out of the game when you, like, really just go into it, go yeah. into it and explore, and honestly, just riding around on your horse is pretty fun, so. I didn't really like the horse mechanics. I felt like it was too, like, like wonky, like, back and forth. You couldn't ever really, like, go straight and then take, like, a slight curve or something, mm. and then, so I usually just, like, teleport or something. Yeah, Plus, like, walking yeah. to places seems more, like, satisfying. Mm. Um, Honestly, if you teleport to, like, one of the high towers, you can glide pretty far. Yeah. Like, to where you want to go. Yeah. One of the first things I tried to do is just unlock as many towers as possible. Mm. Yeah. That was the first thing I did, too. Just I wanted to unlock the whole map and see, like, what yeah. was up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, it is funny that um, 
sorry, that story of like Link waking up, no memories, is satisfying to play as a video game. But if you were to take that to like a D and D character, um, I know it's like a trope that people often will play is like this character who just woke up and now they're sort of have to be an adventurer. Um, but that can take a really long time to pay off. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. And you kind of just feel like you don't know how to play your character in a way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because, they like... They don't have any traits of their own. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, the backstory is sort of what gives them, like, how they act and, um, you know, their sort of alignment and stuff like that. And can help them in, like, conversations or if they're, tr- like... It's also helpful to, you know, ask questions to the DM, like, would my character know about this specific area of, like, the land, or um, would I be familiar with, like, the vegetation in this area or something like that? And you'd be like, nope, you have no memories. Mm. You're just like, well, fuck. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Like, at at some point, to actually make that, like, an investing part, I feel like the whole, like, flashback model is actually one of the only routes that you could go, because, like... You have to give them something, like, eventually. Exactly. And it kind of just does put it all on the DM to, like, make up your backstory. Yeah, It's definitely. like, when you're getting that little spiel, that, like, one paragraph, like, intro to your character, when you send it to the DM, that's for them to sort of be like, okay, this is how I can, like, usher this character in, like, smoothly. And when you're just like, I don't know, he just woke up. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> just like, well, okay, let me figure out how you would be here then. Yeah, you'd have to have, like, an immediate idea of um, of everything, like, set in place almost for your storyline. Yeah. With, like, a little bit of improv, of course. Like, yeah. in anything, but... But, yeah, um, I think I, I talked about it on the last couple episodes, but the campaign that Nate does, I was just bored, so I made a backup character for it, and I did something along, like, the similar lines. His backstory was that he was from, like, a place like the Feywild, or... Or something like that, where it's just, like, a lot of nature and shit like that. He's a druid. Um, And then, for some unknown reason, he's been teleported to, like, this dusty dragon, like, deserted wasteland. And just, like, totally out of his element. Doesn't know if he's here to, like, as punishment or to help, like, improve it. Or if it was just, like, a random act. Um, But I think part of, like, the way that I would play him is, like trying to create your own purpose and you know like not understand why you're doing something but still try to find meaning within it whether or not that was like what the universe intended so i think if you do want to do some like um like that element of like not knowing your own backstory i think that's a good way to go about it rather than like starting with a blank slate yeah yeah i feel what you mean Gives you a little bit to, like, play off of. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, right before we started recording, I was under the impression that you had played before we started back last January, but you told me that was not true. Yeah, no, I didn't. <clears throat> and even then, I just kind of hopped in. I think at first, I was just, like, a head uh-huh. growth on the side of, like, Andrew's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. After that, I was like, okay, like, I really want to get in on it. And then I got decapitated, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also very fondly remember those sessions because they would all be, like, in person. Like, no one could really, like, zoom in. We didn't mm-hmm. even really know that was a thing that you could yeah, do. It was just, all. like, if you're not in the room, you can't play. 
Mm, um, definitely. Things have really changed since then, but like we would sit in the room where where we are now for like like usually like three or four hours was like the average but there was one time we played for like seven hours i'm pretty mm. sure we started at like nine and went till like two <laughs> which okay maybe maybe we started a little bit earlier than nine but like you like the time just flew by mm. and if you asked me right now to plan for like even a three-hour session i'd be like okay i really have to like yeah that's like a lot yeah <laughs> but i feel like when you're in person you know, like, you take breaks in between stuff. Someone, like, goes to the washroom or, like, you have to go grab a drink or, like, someone's smoking or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, the dialogue just comes easier when you can, like, look at someone and talk to them and then look at the other person and talk to them. Rather than just, like, talking into a mic- microphone. Yeah, and it's just like, what's that? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, dude, man. The microphone trouble that I had, like... Literally in my opening session on your campaign, it was just <laughs> actually nightmare fuel. Like, <clears throat> I'd go to say anything, and I'd just randomly just cut out. Yeah, and we would all have to just sort of, like, wait, like we would have to wait until yeah. you figured it out. We couldn't move on, really, just you know what I mean? Ruin the immersion. Yeah, so when, like, every, when you have, like, five or six people all, like, chilling in one room... Like we, I, me, like Nathan would come over early, and we would have to like set up this room, and then we would like go to the liquor store, or like someone would order pizza, and like it really felt like an it event. Was an event. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like almost like a party, you know, like yeah. you know what I it mean. It was like an, it's a nice little. We had some music going sometimes, like yeah. Um, and even like Mark would come, who didn't play, but would just come and like watch and hang out. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, like, it just doesn't really feel the same anymore. Hmm. It'll be nice to, like, actually get back together. I know. At some point. Um, But, yeah, and the other thing is that, like, back in the summer when I was working at Superstore, that's when I met John, who, like, we play with now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it would be really nice to, like, when, if eventually he comes out here and, like, we can finally... Because, like, Nathan and, like, you guys all haven't met him. So, Mm -hmm. like, it'll be sick when, like... Everyone can finally, like, have a session in person. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Um, but you've also been doing some D&D outside of, like, the games that we run with, like, all those chip boys. Yeah. It's like, uh, with my, my friend back home in Hammond's Plains, um, my buddy Matt just kind of pitched the idea that we could have, like, a big <coughs> D&D group. Because uh, he was writing a campaign that, like, involved all of us. So, like, he had some... Uh, he just, like, made, like, characters for each of us. Mm-hmm. And there's just been, like, s- some, like, memes, basically, based off, like, just things that we experienced growing up together. And, like, the the basis of the story is, like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm the evil tyrant, King Kak, <laughs> with my army of white knights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I sent my army of white knights to purge the lands of anybody who couldn't drink two beer in <laughs> under 45 seconds. <laughs> um, so it all just kind of built off that. And so who do the characters play? <clears throat> like, who do the people? Uh, well, we the- play, like, characters that are... We play characters that are just, like you know, made from, like, we write the backstory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not based off us, but then yeah. we, like, fight us. Oh, okay. So, like, in the first session, we had, like, one of my friends, Michael. Um, he, like, threw up in somebody's 
Mercedes once. Oh my god. Like, and it wasn't like anybody that we knew. Like, what? just a random Mercedes <laughs> that he was mistook, like, drunkenly. And, uh, so, like, his introduction of his character was he woke up, passed out, and covered in puke <laughs> in this, like, Mercedes wagon. I woke up in a Bugatti. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then, like, he just, he just came out, and we just slaughtered him. <laughs> that was, like, our first, like, fight as a group. But, uh, yeah, it's been, like, really cool. Like, we fought Brett. <laughs> and, uh, does he? He, he doesn't a, play in that, does he? Uh no, he doesn't. He's like in the group, but he just kind of never came out. Uh, but <clears throat> we just play every Sunday at seven o'clock. Matt's been Matt was like really bogged down with schoolwork and stuff over the last few weeks, though he's been kind of struggling to do it. But uh, we're at like some really cool points in the story. Mm-hmm. We had a, a little side quest last week. And it's then this week was uh, Easter, so we just kind of all were really busy with stuff. Yeah. But uh, which kind of sucks because like, obviously, I mean, and I experienced because uh, when I wrote the side quest, I experienced what he said was the worst part of DMing, which is like when you write all this stuff that you're really excited for everybody to see, and then you have to wait another like six, seven days. Yeah. I know. It was so irritating. All I wanted to do was talk about it. I know. I and the second worst thing is when you start the session and they just turn the opposite direction and don't engage with any of it. <coughs> you, yeah, just, <laughs> you just like control A, delete. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally get what you mean. And um, it's also hard when all the people you know who play D&D are in the campaign that you're playing. So you're like, I literally can't talk about this to anyone because no one else will have any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, sometimes, I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but sometimes I'll message, like, one person, like, an idea for what's going to happen next. Like, I'll sometimes I've messaged, like, John or, like, Nathan and just been like, this is where I think, like, the story is going to head. And, like, the twist would be something like this. Does this, like is this something you would want to play? Like, still, like, obviously there will be, like, some changes from then mm-hmm. a little bit. And, like, the other people in the party still won't know, so it's not like I'm, like, ruining the surprise for everyone. But, like, it can kind of help because they can, they can kind of just be like, I don't, does that really, like, make sense? Or, like, yeah. or they can just be like, yeah, this sounds, like, this sounds sick, like, go for it. And then even still, I'll probably just be like, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have something to bounce ideas off. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, cause you can, there was a, a campaign that Nathan, Dave and I started like basically during the end of the very first one we did when the pandemic started and we were doing it over Facebook and stuff. Mm. And so like a week before that ended, we started up this other one just cause we wanted to play more often. And like, it was hard to schedule it cause we wouldn't like want to leave people out of that one cause we were at the very end of it. But it was like you, Andrew, Brett, Nathan, Dave, someone else, I feel like too. Alex. Al- uh, <laughs> he was in it for Unfortunately. a while. <laughs> he didn't finish it with us, but I think that was it. But still, like, s- people were getting, like, just starting jobs and stuff. So yeah. that was hard. So me, <clears throat> Nathan, and Dave started our own campaign. And that one started in, like, March and went till 
November, like just November. Mm. And we went from level, I think we started at one. So we went from one to 20. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, and it was like, we played at least like once or twice a week too. So like I'll grab, I, oh, I think it's over here. Um, maybe it's not, but like the, when I was dealing that campaign, I did all of my notes by hand. Um, and so I have like this full notebook that's like, people can't see, but it's like that big and it's just all like the handwritten notes and stuff. And so it's really cool to like flip through that and like be like, Man, in, like, June, we were doing, like, this was, like, the big buildup of, like, the D&D stuff. The stuff we were, like, waiting all week to, like, get to. But it was just, like, such a small part of, like, this huge story that we all, like, um, um, like, told together. But anyways, why I brought it up is, like, when we were, like, in the thick of it, and I didn't really know anyone else who was, like, super into D&D, I would kind of... Like, when you're so, like, far into a story, you kind of just don't know where to go sometimes. Or there's there's a lot of pressure to make the next thing, like, matter as much as the last thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, and since there was only two people in the party, I couldn't really bounce stuff off of them. Because that's, like, half. Yeah, half that's literally, yeah. That's just your entire. <laughs> so there was some times where I was kind of, like, not doubting, but just, like, just, like, a lot. I felt like there was a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, dude. Like, I feel what you mean. Like, you you really want to like keep up that tempo, mm-hmm. keep up that like energy throughout the whole story, but then can really just be like exhausting when you're yeah. doing that for so long, and you try to have this big climax, but then you have to have another big climax yeah. next week to like keep up. Exactly. With it. Um, and I think the other thing is. It's such a different experience running the game and playing the game because, I mean, like, any time I've played a game, it's usually just, I've, like, not wanted to stop. Like, I've been, like, just, like, come on, DM, keep going, like, keep improving. Like, I'll play literally anything. But, like, when it's my turn to DM, I'm like, oh, I hope this is good enough. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just, like, messaging everyone after the session, like, did you like it? (laughs) Did I do good? Yeah, dude, that was the first, like, we've, as soon as we finished... Um, I just instantly just asked everyone, so like, yeah, what'd you think? What'd you think? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, tell me I did good. Tell me I did good. Yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'll often, like, run something, felt like it went really bad, but, and then, like, message them, and I'll be like, that was super fun. And I'm like, yeah. you thought that was fun? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, man, like, it's, I mean, you really sink a lot of work into it, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <clears throat> you, like, sit down and just grind for, like, hours. Yeah. Like, I wrote probably, I think I wrote, like, 2,200 words, and I don't think that that comes close to, like, some of the sessions that you've written, man. Uh, the document for the high school campaign that we're running right now um, is at 24,000 words. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> We've done, uh, how many sessions? Uh, 17 sessions, I think. 17 or 18. So, it's, like, about 1,000 and a half, like, words a session. I don't know. Don't don't come after me for my math, but <laughs> I stopped doing math a long time ago <laughs> and didn't look back. Yeah, that's fine. That's why you take English. Exactly. <laughs> um, Man, I wonder if there's like many books that that have originated in a D&D session. There, I think like, I've heard of a couple of them. There must be. Yeah. Like, Actually, Lord of the Rings, J.R. Tolkien played D&D and that's where he came up with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
He wrote that book in like the early 20th century. I, feel like. <laughs> I think the actual story behind The Hobbit, though, is that it was like a story that he told his kids like while they were like going to sleep, mm-hmm. and then he just started like writing it down. That's um, kind of crazy. Yeah, and then built like Lord of the Rings off of that and stuff. But like... Is crazy. I took a course a couple years ago that was called fantasy literature, and I think that was like a year before I started playing D anD D. So I like mm-hmm. definitely would have incorporated some more stuff. Yeah. But um, or like would have brought it up in an essay or something and got like an easy paper with D anD D. We've been like a hundred percent willing to write that paper. Yeah. Um, but we did a lot of like studying about like. Like, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, and, like, mm-hmm. The Hobbit, and Harry Potter and stuff, and how, like, we we kind of, like, started at the beginning, and then went through, like, how fantasy evolves, and, like, how it sort of starts with, like, fairy tales and stuff like that. Like, you have, like, the Grimm Brothers and, like, stuff like that going, like, way back. That's not really, like, fantasy. That's sort of, like, I can't remember what the actual term for it is, but they're, like, it's more of, like, a fairy tale or, like... yeah folk i think it's like a folk tale folk tale folklore stuff like that and like verbal storytelling and stuff like that and then sort of transfers to um there's like long form fairy tales that are like short stories basically um stuff like edgar Allan poe and then Mm -hmm. but yeah then you get then you start getting to like elves and dwarves and like the stuff that we know like yeah like the high fantasy stuff yeah in like the early 20th century and then you and then you move into stuff like Harry Potter, and it's interesting to sort of just like, tr- I like, I feel like people re- like invented fantasy, realized how much they liked it, and then just then that's all we fucking been doing. <laughs> yeah. Like even like Marvel and shit like that is all like I would consider fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. As much as like, even like something like zombies. I mean, yeah, it's a fully like supernatural world. Mm-hmm. Like. Nazi zombies and like <laughs> like when we were playing the other day like all this lore behind that yeah. too like basically any game where you can say there's lore it's like fantasy <laughs> yeah pretty much um but yeah I don't know and then so studying that definitely helped me like be able to pull different elements from different stuff um one the session that we're kind of like or the arc that we're doing right now in the high school campaign which unfortunately you haven't been able to play in a while yeah man like so long um, but that one's loosely based off of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, the concept of, like, getting teleported to a plane that's, like, very... Like, the animals are talking and, like, everything's sort of, like, wild. But also... Different. Yeah. Um, and I also, like, panicked and said that there was, like, an ice queen. So, like... <laughs> and, like, I, I was, like, as I said, like, ice queen, um, John, uh, John was, like... Oh, and is there a line too? <laughs> and I was just like, they look at you. No, and shut you, up. There's no lines. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you talking about, lion? What this is nonsense. <laughs> but like, I like, I feel like it's totally fine to like. And since then, it's oh, totally yeah. it's totally gone a different direction. Like, um, the stuff that I have planned is not even close to like what's going on in that book. But like, it was a good jumping off point. So like. Because um, I think that I was, like, I was, like, busy the day before, was going to spend the whole day planning, didn't, and then so had to improvise the whole session. Mm. And so was just, like, grabbing out, you know, like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, finding inspiration from, like, other pieces of work is 
is a lot of fun. You can put your own little spin on it. Like, yeah, <clears throat> there's a few parts in like the, in the opening of, um, in the opening of the, the one little side quest that I ran, um, everybody gets sucked into this portal. So just so, you know, we could make it so it didn't affect the main story line yeah. at all. And, uh, everybody got sucked into this portal to like a different, like astral plane. And for some reason, the only thing I could picture was, I don't know if you've played Majora's Mask. No, I've not even heard of it. Really? Yeah. Zelda? Oh. Majora's Mask? Basically, it doesn't... Beginning... It's like, the name is like, not familiar, but like, I feel like I've heard it like once before, but it's not like a, one of their huge games, is it? I think it's it's like one of the ones on the main storyline like the it, it was it was like it's an older one what but, system uh, was it for it's like Ocarina I'm just getting exposed right mask. now yeah <laughs> <laughs> like first half of the podcast me talking about how much I love Breath of the Wild <laughs> and then just like have you heard of this like no <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one uh, came after Ocarina of Time okay yeah which is like probably arguably like the biggest one yeah and uh or at least like the most nostalgic but um, Majora's Mask, a lot of fun. I haven't given it a, a full playthrough, but I watched like the the story arc because mm. like I don't know. I just didn't really like. I never owned the game, but I was really interested in the story. But basically, at the very beginning of the game, um, you fall down this like dark pit, and dark pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you just hear this like overwhelming voice that's like. It appears you have met with a terrible fate, haven't you? <laughs> and and uh, that's like the the first. That's like the way it starts. Mm-hmm. And every time you run out of time, there's a big like time pressure element of the game where oh, the really? moon is falling down. Mm-hmm. There's like a giant moon in the sky with this angry ass face. You've definitely seen that, and like even if you play like the link like Smash Map, you just see the big oh yeah de- deathly moon face in the corner. Yeah, that thing's like falling and about to crash into Earth, and you're kind of trying to stop it, or whatever. Yeah, cool, whatever. And uh, every time it, every time you run out of time, it just kind of like crashes, and then it restarts, and you start with you. It appears you have met with a terrible fate. Yeah. You? So how so like, the game starts? Yeah. So like that's they got all got sucked in, and I just like started off with that, and I had like this kind of like omnic omniscient voice mm-hmm. um and i just kind of played off that for a little bit and like at the very end when they got sent back the same like voice like came back mm. but it's just like pulling little tiny things out of that can just give you a little bit yeah of a guideline for your story yeah i feel like the concept of just having like a narrator in D is so like obviously you're narrating to like the players but like mm-hmm. for it, the narrator to be like a character in yeah. the in like the universe is pretty cool like i yeah. feel that would be hard to like for me to incorporate it now would seem pretty weird unless you had gone to like some place where like some world based on like literature or something or like you know what i mean yeah it would have to be like a like its own like special little side area. Yeah, yeah exactly it would kind of be random to just like pop it in and be yeah. like, <laughs> i was like where's this coming from <laughs> yeah definitely um I I know that there's one book, I think, by Terry Pratchett that's... The narrator is death, which is pretty, like, a pretty cool... I think there's another... It's pretty crazy. There's another book like that, too. Um, The book... Have you heard of The Book Thief? 
I actually have heard of the book Thief. Yeah, I haven't read it, but um, I read like the first half of it, and then I have I kind of just like it was a good book, but like I don't know, I just kind of moved on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think in that one as well, death sort of like will chime in every once in a while, and I can't remember how explicit it is that it is like death, but it's sort of just like this underlying thing that's going on through this story. Um, and that can, like, that can be interpreted in its, like, own ways, but, like, it is, like, just a really cool another layer to the story. Um, that would be cool. Like, I've definitely Do you had, know that it's death the whole time, or? I think you do. Like, you'd get the sense pretty early on. Um. Does the character know? No. No? Okay. No. Um, it's just, like, they, like, sort of narrate or, like, comment on the story as it's going mm. on. Um, things that you can do in books that is just really hard to do in movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did make a movie out of it, but I haven't seen it. But mm. yeah, I imagine that was one of their big challenges is like, cause when that's like one of the staples of your book, you kind of have to like you really to nail it in. down. Yeah. You can't, you can't just like half ass forget it. it. Yeah. Or you just <clears throat> get shit on. Yeah, dude. And you lose like a lot of the elements of the story. Yeah. It'd be interesting um, to see the different compare and contrast those two like pieces of work. Yeah, there, um, like the studies of like comparing books to movies is really like because especially when you get different adaptations of like mm. the same book and like seeing how different people interpreted it. Um, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure, like James and the Giant Peach, they've done a couple of times or something like that. But mm-hmm. like bad example <laughs> but, like i'm sure there's so many better examples um but like yeah like ready player one being like a huge one hmm. um obviously like harry potter i think they're redoing lion witch in the wardrobe actually that now that we bring it up yeah um i'm pretty sure they're mm-hmm. um it is could those, be completely wrong. But. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at home either stop listening when we're talking about Shell or is just like fact checking us. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't we take a quick break? I'll make another coffee and then we'll wrap up. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. We're back with a hot coffee um, and some hot topics. <laughs> um, Mitch and I were just saying that, like, while we were chatting during the break, all the stuff that we could have been talking about, we should have been talking about on here. So um, let's just hit play here and let it come naturally. <laughs> um, we like. What were you gonna say about fantasy? Oh, uh, well, one of the setup questions <clears throat> that we were running through was uh, how, like, what kind of fantasy genre I had growing up. Yeah. Um, I like got a lot of fantasy just from like honestly from games. I guess, <clears throat> I mean, like, we talked about Halo. I'd say, like, the closest thing to D&D was probably, like, growing up, I played, like, World of Warcraft for a while. You kind of do, it's, like, the same kind of thing. You make a genre. There's actually, like, roleplay servers, but they get a little yeah. bit sus, to say, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> to keep it at that. <laughs> and the, I was in Discord the other night, and, like, one of my friends was just like, what's this roleplay server? And, like, streamed it, and there was just, it was so sus, man. Like, there was, like, people, like, yeah. just with their clothes off, like, dancing. There would be, like, strip clubs and shit, like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, one of my friends got, like, hit on by this, like, big tauren, like, which is basically, like, a giant bull. 
Yeah. Dude. Anyway. <laughs> you need got the horns. Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't really think of what would be the closest to, like, D&D that I played. It's, like, when I found out that I was into it, I was kind of surprised. It's like, mm-hmm. this kind of, like, sure, I'm, like, into, like, fa- like Star Wars and, like, you know, like, fantasy video games and, like, RuneScape, stuff like that. The game, like, itself of, like, acting out, like, character and, like, it kind of surprised me that I, like, grabbed onto it so quickly and it kind of became, like, my number one hobby. Because, mm. like, I didn't really know what it was until... Like, I started listening to this podcast where they play it, and it's, like, a bunch of comedians. Um, and so, after listening, like, Nate and I started listening to that, like, pretty heavy. And then that's when I kind of, like, started... So, like, I started listening to that, messaged Nathan to start listening to it, because, like, we both sort of just, like, like listen to a lot of the same podcasts and stuff. But um, then after we both started listening to it, we, like, started, like reaching out to people like Dave and you and just being like, hey, like, do you want to play D&D? Like, <laughs> had never come up, like, at all in the four years that we had, like, known each other. Had never really, like, came up in my life. But, like, everyone was kind of just like, this is something I've always wanted to try. Don't really know a lot about, but, like, I'd be in, like, I'd be down to try. Yeah, man, like, <clears throat> I kind of... I kind of remember growing up, like, D&D was always, like, a troll thing. Like, yeah, the nerd. There was, it was always, like, yeah, the nerdy thing. And, uh, but I always kind of thought, and, like, all my friends, like, were always kind of into stuff in that kind of area. Yeah. And we just, we all, like, we'd be like, oh, yeah, like, D&D, like, go, like, go, like, LARPing. And, yeah. Like, just, like, jokes, jokes about stuff like that. And, but... All of us were kind of like, honestly, I feel like it'd be like a lot of fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what's diff? What's different from like any of the any other game where like we like make a character and build a world You're, around us? Like, yeah. Instead of like clicking on pre-selected answers, you can literally just say whatever you want. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like. Like there's some like door that you can't go behind in a video game, like the door to like the kitchen and the bar. Something. It's like, nope. I'm going back there. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna pull out the unicorn meat that I just fucking got and I'm going to cook it up and if the chef tells me off I'm going to stab him <laughs> like you know what I mean like there's yeah. nothing where you can just do that yeah definitely like not that that I mean, it, not that play, that is the yeah. fun part of it yeah. you, <laughs> like <clears throat> all of us played like Oblivion or Skyrim yeah or like a countless number of story mm-hmm. mode games like a, a lot of our Skyrim is very comparable yeah definitely and uh, we just kind of never, never made the leap. And like, uh, a few of our friends did with like a different like friend group that they met actually at Acadia. So like the same kind of story where, like that I have where, randomly I just hear that you guys want to play D and D. Yeah. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> and at a certain point, it was just like, it was, like at first I was worried about not having enough people and then it was like you wanted to play Dave wanted to play and then Andrew messaged me that he wanted to play Brett wanted to play yeah like Alex wanted to play all of a sudden your play. first time DMing with like eight people yeah I was just like uh, <laughs> that's what excuse me that, I think that's why your character was like part of Andrew's yeah, so it wasn't exactly just like was. someone else rolling initiative someone else like I think that's a good way yeah. to do it like we 
we kind of took a shot in the dark with that, but I yeah. think it was pretty. I think it was pretty good because once that character died, then you both just made new characters and we introduced yeah. them in the same session. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, like because we went a couple, we went a couple sessions like that. You kind of got the hang of it, and then yeah, you just kind of texted me after you made emergency surgery of my second head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't know if we should get context on that. Uh, I think we did. Oh, I was basically a second head on yeah, one of the yeah, characters, yeah. and then and then when he that died. yeah when he died he came back as a ghost for a while. Yeah, the floating head. Yeah, even though late into the sessions we never really brought it up, he was still there. Yeah, he was there. He was still floating around. Yeah, in in spirit. Every once in a while, somebody would say something, and yeah. he'd be like, "Yeah, no, he's there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. So I just let's just um I have one more point here that maybe we can get to and then you know maybe we'll get off topic a little bit but then we can wrap it up before I get ready for work. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh. yeah. Um so when you were um like running that session for your buddy um just while he was like a little busy um was it what do you think like went really well like while you were like, what do you think you did good at? I think I I did a good job of, like, making a bit of mystery in the story. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, and I I really enjoyed, like, making the characters, like, because I, I still tried to make, I tried to make characters that wouldn't be necessarily in, like, the main world of the story. Like, I made, like, Alex is one of the guys that we killed. Yeah. Like, fucking AB. And, uh... It was it was funny just like introducing some things and like a few of the guys didn't really like that don't even like know Alex very well. Uh-huh. Um, they got to experience a few of just like the super like cringe things that, yeah. that I've seen. He wants to be doing. on the show, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, man. He's he's the he's the podcast type. I would have to bring him in with someone else though. Help me like <laughs> keep things on track. Keep because if it's just me and Alex, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'll just like dumbed down to his level <laughs> i feel like he he definitely would have have some things to offer with uh yeah with his you know just his mind is people probably think we're being like really <laughs> people think we're probably being really rude but like if you met alex it's just like yeah no he's a scrambly guy very uh, charismatic though i gave him a high charisma score yeah oh yeah plus eight charisma <laughs> minus eight intelligence <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, like, interesting you would, like, consider him charismatic in, like, some elements, but, like, others, like... Mm. Anyways, he's probably... He's not going to listen to this, so... Yeah. <laughs> and if he does... If uh, he does, fuck it. Then that's, that's it. one more listen and... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just racking up the stats. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, like, I, I liked <clears throat> creating just, like, a little sense of mystery. And, like, I also threw in, like, a couple things that were just really troll. Like, at the store, for example, I had, like... I had, like, three opening places in the city, and there was the tavern, uh, and a general store, and then, like, a house that looked, like, slightly different than yeah, the yeah. other houses, just because I wanted to draw them there. Yeah. And, uh... Classic. Yeah, so, they went to the tavern first, and I made this, like, crazy also guy. classic. What? Also. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely classic. Gotta get drunk at the beginning of every single story, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I made this guy like this crazy guy on the floor like shaking back and forth cradling his knees just repeatedly saying the box the box <laughs> the box and then they went to the store 
and there was a dusty like box covered in like cobwebs yeah. there for twenty gold, and they bought it and they like they had this big conversation because they didn't have a whole lot of gold. Uh huh. Oh, so and they had to pull some stuff together. Yeah, maybe so someone had, had to like, like sell together, off some yeah. stuff or like. <laughs> yeah, so they pull they pulled their gold together and finally like we got to an agreement where they could pay the twenty, mm-hmm. and they open it and it was like in the box you find twenty one gold. That's fucking piece- hilarious. <laughs> And then I had a I had a piece of paper and it was like a piece of paper that looks damaged and burnt, yeah. almost as if somebody tried to destroy it. Uh-huh. And they up, opened the paper, and one of the guys was like, "I read the paper like in my head, uh-huh. like I, because I don't want know if I want to share the message yet." And the paper was just just said, "Here is twenty one gold." <laughs> yeah. So I just added a few like stupid things like that, and then they carried the box around, and then like the final door that they had to open. I was like, oh, you can't seem to open it. And then the box just, like, started glowing and, like, sucked the door inside the box. So, like, <laughs> it was just, like, it was just stupid things like that. Yeah. I, I felt like I really enjoyed, like, putting in. Just because when nobody else knows the story, yeah. you can just kind of, like, screw with them a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Messing with your players. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. <laughs> Screwing with your players. <laughs> Um, like that could be interpreted a few different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we have another episode called "Grabbing the Spear." <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's it, on theme. But it was it was because like Joe Bish played in his very first session. He only ever played two, but like in his first one, we were doing like Nathan was DMing. It was me and Joe who were like brothers, and mm-hmm. we went into like this church, and there were some bad guys we had to kill, and Joe was playing a sorcerer. Um, and so like you expect like the spell casting and stuff like that. And he was like, he's like, I want to use my mage hand to grab the spear that is in the hand of like the statue that's right here and throw it at this dude. And like Nathan never said that there was a statue there, never said that there was a statue <laughs> with a spear, but Nathan was just like, okay. He was like, okay. And so I like, grab the spear. <laughs> yeah. So like grabbing the spear is like this term that we've coined to mean like, Sort of pulling something out of your ass, being like the DM in a way that is like building the world without like breaking the world. It's like, um, like if you're in like a bar or something, you can be like, uh, like I want to like walk up to like the any person, like a like kind of like create an NPC, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to look for the weakest looking like person here. And like the DM didn't like have a person maybe in mind at that point, but now they kind of like okay, like, this is how this interaction is going to go. Like, <laughs> So grabbing the spear is, like, coming up with something as a player. Um, so, yeah, we're not strangers <laughs> to the anyone this <laughs> is the short of it. Oh, we love to see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you Would you do it again? I think I, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely do it again. I, I was, like... It was a lot of work, but it didn't, like, feel like work. Yeah. I just kind of, like, sat in bed, and once I got, like, an idea, I could type on it for, like, a while. Yeah. You know, like, I sat down, uh, I think you actually came over the first night that I was writing, and I, like, sat down and just, like, kind of instantly wrote, like, 400, 500 words. Yeah. And just because it was a bunch of things that I was, honestly, like, while I was playing in in this campaign, there was a lot of things... Um, that, that Matt like added in and I, that I thought was hilarious because mm-hmm. like, again, you know, it's, it's like a really, really personal campaign. 
Like we're going across like the plains of Hammond. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> so, good. Yeah. I've so, pulled a couple things like that too. <laughs> yeah. And my, a lot of my, uh, like side quests that I, a lot of my side quests that I created, like the, the bar was Joe's food Emporium <laughs> and we fought Alex in, uh, Westwood. After Westwood we tra- is a good name for like the- a forest or something. <laughs> yeah, it was the Westwood forest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that they, they had to walk through like a bunch of different paths and there would be like construction equipment in yeah, the way yeah. cause they're fucking construction was always all over the place yeah or the they fell in a pool full of mud Mm -hmm. and (laughs) just yeah stupid things like that or they got hit with like really cold winds because our house just was not insulated (laughs) whatsoever oh yeah you really had to wear your winter jacket in the center of the like living room yeah people (laughs) hang out in the living room in a winter jacket yeah but uh, then we fought him in the kitchen where he was making his three boxes, his trademark three boxes of KD. KD. Oh my god. Yeah. That was just like his big finishing move, the KD blast, KD powder. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'd definitely do it again. It, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun and it was exciting. There was a few guys that said they were going to come and then like 20 Didn't. minutes before message they were like yeah like not making it yeah and then i saw them like in a different channel within the discord that we were doing it in and i was like okay fuck you guys but uh aside from that like i was just with all that anticipation and excitement that Uh comes with everybody experiencing the story that you write Mm -hmm. um that just like adds for a bit of extra disappointment but i ended up with six guys so like you really can't complain oh yeah like all of them really enjoyed it and they enjoyed the fights but, uh, yeah, no. I mean, to answer your, to fully answer your question, yeah. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I would, I would definitely try it out again. Would you be more inclined to do, like, another guest DM thing? Or, like, would you ever want to start your own, like, campaign where, you know, like, maybe, um, like, I take a break for a while and then we do, like, three sessions in a row of, of like, mm-hmm. something that you run or something like that? Would that be something? I don't know if I could handle, like, writing, like, a whole lot like I don't think I'd be able to handle like the what you do where you know you have it like two or three times a week mm. spang it out like but the occasional side quest I could definitely like work in mm-hmm. like <clears throat> Matt's Matt's like struggling again like I said with school yeah. and he like doesn't have anything written for uh, this next Sunday I mean I guess it's right now it's Wednesday yeah but like he he went like two weeks in a row where he he really couldn't work it in. He's like working on his industrial engineering, and uh, I heard that was easy. <laughs> yeah, it was super easy, man. <laughs> He's got he got like fucked like multiple weeks in a row with just assignments and exams. Yeah. But um, for the occasional occasional side quests, like even for what you said, like if I did like a three week stretch, I feel like I could handle that. But yeah. I don't think that I could handle. Three month stretch. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think I can handle a three month stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's sort of like what Nate's doing right now. Like, every once in a while, we'll like get one of his in just to like switch it up a bit. Plus, it's yeah. like I don't really get to be a player a whole lot, so yeah. it's nice no, to just like. And it's a totally different game. Like, I'm sure you realized once you were DMing that like the the dice rules don't really mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. The like NPCs that you're playing as they're not like the same. It's not like your character. Yeah. Um. So it is nice to, like, have a chance to, you know, like, play... Like, I've 
the first one that Nathan did, we only did two sessions of. The one that we have now, I think we've done two or three. Um, like Dave, Dave DM'd one for probably like ten sessions or something like that. So, like that was fun to like get into a character. I played a warlock. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Who and it like we were an evil party too. Mm. So we were fucking shit up. We were doing like blood <laughs> sacrifices and stuff. Um, so yeah, any like any chance. Like, even if someone is just, like, I'm going to pull the session on my ass, I'm just, like, as long as I'm at the table, like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Like, it is a big difference. It's it's kind of weird playing a character with the sole intent of appearing and also dying in the same, like, scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I put in all these work, like, built, built three, like, big bosses. And then they're just, like, all dead. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're never coming back again. Yeah. And, like, honestly, there's, like... A little bit of satisfaction and like them finally like overcoming and defeating yeah. like their opponent. Yeah. Where like when you're playing, you kind of feel like a lot of the times you're just fighting for your life. Like you don't yeah. want your character to die. Yeah. You want, to, you want them to get to and, a like, certain level. Every attack rule is like you like you really need this. Like yeah, I want to like show off. I want to do some damage. Yeah. But like when the mon- when I'm rolling monsters, that's sort of like three d20s in my hand. I just chuck them and I'm like, okay, 17, 14, 12, Does that hit you? And there's like. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's, but, you know, it's just a different game. Mm. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like what you said about, like, the, the showing off element. Man, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the campaign with Matt, like, I'm, I'm a fighter. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just showed a shit ton of damage. Yeah. And we, he had this one uh, session where we were based in a coliseum. And we had parties of three uh, there was nine of us. Mm-hmm. So we had parties of three going into the Coliseum, uh, one at a time. And the enemies were supposed to be like pretty challenging. Yeah. And on my first roll, I landed two nat 19s, which I crit on. Yeah. And then like landed the two other hits as well. Yeah. And I did like <laughs> 65, 68 damage to this guy yeah. right off the bat. He's like, oh my and he God. he has like 100 health and Matt was just like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah, you kind of, you have to be like, fuck you. But it's also like, that was pretty dope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, also like with with the strength element, I have like a really high athletics. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll just be like, yeah, I do a backflip. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just roll for athletics. Easy 18. I feel like a backflip, if you're, like, a jack dude, like, you can do a backflip. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, like, the same as, like, swimming to, or something. Like, you yeah. can do that. Um, last question. Is there, like, is there any advice you would give yourself for the next time you do it based off of, like, what you did? Uh, there was, yeah, I would definitely say, like, I, I made a lot of things reliant on things that I was expecting to happen. And mm-hmm. I would... And then I had to ad lib, which like I'm I'm fine with ad libbing. Yeah. Um, but for example, and I know I keep coming back to Alex, but uh, he has this like, he has this thing where my buddy Ray, whenever he would come down, he came down <laughs> for like probably five weeks in a row. He came to Acadia and chilled with Alex, and Alex got his name wrong like every single time. What do you call? And him? <laughs> he called him Ryan, like <laughs> repeatedly, and. <laughs> and so like the the way that I was going to get everybody to start initiative uh-huh. was he was going to call Raymond's character Ryan the wrong name uh-huh. and to try to like ra- enrage him yeah basically I was going to just piss off Ray with like that and name Ray. and then Ray ended up not being able to make the session 
Oh, that sucks. And yeah, like he wasn't one of the guys that was just like in another Discord, but oh. he was like really pissed that he couldn't make it. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah, he couldn't make it out. And so I had like, I forgot to rewrite anything. And like I had a few, oh, a yeah. few different moments where it was like supposed to be focused at, on at the, Raymond. Yeah. So like, I, I wasn't like fully prepared, but like, I just like quickly after we had like a long conversation, me like role playing as AB, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I like knocked the bong over and like spilled bong water all over all of their shoes. Classic. And that was how we like started off okay. the fight, which is like something I could realistically see happening yeah. in like real oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I'd say like, I would, I would prepare like a little bit more for things not to go like directly as planned. And, uh. I would maybe yeah. offer the opposite advice, which is to, like, rely less on those things and just, like, once you do get the hang of it, like, plan less. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to have, an like, an option for every single thing, but, like, you know, like, once you get the hang of just being able to come up with stuff on the floor, yeah. like, like you said, like, knocking yeah. the bong over, then it becomes easier to plan sessions because, you know, you can, like... My notes have definitely gotten shorter and shorter as mm-hmm. I've, as I've like done this. Yeah, um, they're more of like a, a like a, a guideline exactly to just get you to like a certain point. Yeah, in the it's story. like we have point A, point yeah. B, and point C, and then like if we have to add something else over here, like that's fine. Yeah, um, that's kind of like, yeah. Like I, <clears throat> I agree a hundred percent. I just more mean I, I don't mean necessarily like mm. like writing out a whole bunch oh. of different scenarios, but just like be prepared for it to not go as planned. Like I. Oh, I was, okay. Yeah. There was like a couple places where I was like, okay, they're definitely going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then yeah. it's like, oh, they completely go the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. And uh, <clears throat> Matt actually had this one character planned out to be like our ally in a fight. And we just completely turned it around. And <laughs> we fucking like drugged him and tied <laughs> him up and like stored him in a bag of holding. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> where he like kidnapped him to go take him to like some other place for Jeez. to like try and help us in this we have this like tyrant like I guess not a tyrant, but like the, it's like a drug lord in the mm-hmm. Kingpin. In the universe. Yeah. There's like three drug lords and we were gonna take him and offer him as like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt was just like Okay, okay like <laughs> it's completely throws like I can't I can't say no, but like <laughs> Exactly. It's like I can't be like, no, you can't do that. But. It's like cause you can, but yeah. yeah. A good example of something like that is when Nathan's character stabbed Brett's in the back, like right in the like <laughs> first thing. I finished doing my speech and then Nathan just like I stabbed the dude who just walked in. I was like, that's Brett's character. He's like, Well, I still stabbed him. Like I already said I did it. Can't take it back. I was like, alright, roll damage. <laughs> Almost like instantly down. <laughs> oh, he did go instantly down, but he almost like did damage like equal to like double his max HP, which he's just dead. Yeah. No death save, though, just dead. <laughs> which would just would have been great honest. start. All right, yeah. Brett, make a new character. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then another example, still with Brett, was like the I had one session. I think you played in it. It was like one of the ones you played in in the high school campaign. Mm. It was supposed to be like all based around Brett's dad being yeah, there i was there yeah and then brett just like last minute didn't come to the session i was like this whole thing is reliant on like meeting your dad like not like him meeting it yeah. but like introducing him and then like i had a bunch of stuff planned based around that so i think i just ended up like 
Yeah, we we did like a different. We went to the that was the one where you like kind of ad lib. We went to like oh through this dimension to a party. Yeah, yeah, and I, we had like the John's character had like an, a battle of strength or something like mm, an arm wrestle or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and we also found out that uh, like Nathan's brother was cursed. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So like there was still some good like story elements. Uh-huh. In there, but it was that was like a, a quick throw together for you. Yeah, I think it was like twenty minutes before Brett was just like, I can't make it, and I was just like, fuck. fuck <laughs> but I I also think that those can sometimes be like the best ones. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like there was like some there was some really like just stupid little elements with <laughs> Dave and like his familiar oh talking to this this like other side character. Yeah, and. uh just a bunch of different things that were thrown in, which was pretty good for me because, like, at that at that time, I so had the first session, wasn't second like, session you had played in that campaign. Yeah, it was like the, it was the second or third, and Hurian really didn't have a whole lot of character movement. Yeah, so it was kind of like it, it was good to have a little bit of interaction outside of like the the main like yeah, just to like chill and like yeah, just I. I think, like, one of the best parts is, like, just having the party, like, talk together. Like, um, now that these guys are getting, like, more and more into these characters, there's more moments where I can kind of just, like, sit back and they'll, like, plan or talk about, like, what's going on or just, like, razz each other. And I can, like, I'm not, like, leading a crumb of, or a trail of crumbs to, Mm -hmm. like, get them to talk, get them to do this. So, and, like, the more that we do that, the, like, better, obviously. For sure, yeah. That just makes it, like, so your, your characters get to know each other, mm-hmm. like, in the actual universe. Yeah, instead of it just being, like, every character has, like, a different relationship with, like, an NPC, but they also have, like, it's sort of like siblings. You know how, like, if you have, like, four siblings or something, they'll each have, like, a different relationship with one another, and, like, they're all, like, really unique and stuff. And so if you can, like, foster that with your characters, I think that you'll get a lot more... Like you can plan less for that as well because they're they're doing most of the talking. Yeah, I, I liked how that session that you did plan around uh, Brett's dad. Like that added that added to his character a yeah. lot just because it's like now you even though you know he was a janitor at uh-huh. the school or whatever we never really talked talked about it or talked to him or anything like that. You making fun of janitors, man? Because I work in a couple hours. That's <laughs> <laughs> Brett's a janitor too. Yeah, fuck. No, I just mean yeah. he was he was like at the school. Yeah. But we never met him, mm-hmm. or at least I never met him. Right. Even though we talked about him a few times, and then all of a sudden he's just fighting with us. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of. Jokes. I think it made him too strong. <laughs> he did a lot of damage. Yeah. But I also didn't want him to just go down. Mm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Like Two thousand health. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> challenge rating twenty five. Um, we're at an hour eleven here, so let's wrap it up. All right. Um, thanks everyone for listening. If you did listen this far, a little bit on the long side. Yeah. <laughs> but um, grabbing our spears. Yeah, grabbing our spears and screwing <laughs> our players. <laughs> screwing our friends is a good one. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Definitely won't have to be just the one shot. We'll have we'll have to have you back. Because um, like Nathan's been on like five or six times, and like Dave's been on definitely. Yeah, that guy's boring as shit. So. Yeah, no one wants to look. You can 
<laughs> you can all the episodes with Dave on it. You can tell don't get as many plays. People will see that guy's <laughs> name now, and they know to steer clear. <laughs> but um, yeah, if the episode go if the episode does well, we'll definitely have to have you back on. <laughs> Ten viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take over the show. People are like bring Mitch back. Get rid of this other guy. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah, give us a follow. Dungeon Master Pod on Instagram. Still haven't had any one reach out, you know. I think John follows, Nate follows, and my cousin Justin follows, who's who's also on the show. <laughs> so if we could get anyone who hasn't been on the show to follow, that'd be great. <laughs> Honestly, I'm on the show right now, and I didn't even know you had an Instagram. So <laughs> there you go. We'll have to. There's one more follow, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening um, and we'll talk to you um, whenever we get the chance yeah (laughs) bye